sir hello there and this time with way less uh issues how's it going uh, i was i was having your phone issues uh, wait where's it going oh man uh, well this is i feel like we just just finished doing this because we we just did this we just did do literally this. <laughs> that's because the fourth time is a charm for a trip i believe Man, even don't like. I just we we have like one major appointment to get out of the way on Wednesday. <laughs> and should we get you know the news we are hoping for, and everything is okay, we will be on our way to honeymooning. And I am beautiful. I can smell it. <laughs> like it's. I have one day of work, and then I have <laughs> seven days off. Eight days off. Oh my when god, I, what's that like? When I come Jeez. back, I'll be doing a different job. Like, <laughs> so much going on right now. But that is that is very nice. It is. It is. It timed out very, very nice. But indeed, That's, I'm going week. on day. I don't know what day is today. I worked all weekend. Man, so much. So. I'm, this will be another uh, another solid twelve day work week. Good lord, sir! And then we have family coming this weekend, and then mm. another work week, and then more family coming, and then another work week, and then I go back and work the weekend again. <laughs> I'm like, ah! I, I don't is, know. If, this is life. Don't know if you're shared with you, um, but. We potentially added something else to your schedule in the future. Indeed, something to look forward to. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you knew about that yet. Um, I did. I did indeed. Yes. Yes. My I mean, it is. I'm. I'm pretty sure I don't have a like technically free weekend until November, something like that. Wow, that's <clears throat> it's just that like is... something like every week. Man, well. Hopefully, hopefully that works out for us. It, you know, we get to do the thing we want to do. But yes, I have things will I be done. <laughs> I haven't shared that with the uh, the wifeful unit um, in the other room. We're speaking in code in case she is close enough to be able to hear what's what's being spoken right now. Because they certainly aren't going to listen to this podcast, which no. is which is House of Nerd. So welcome, indeed. <laughs> welcome to House of Nerd at Nerd's oh, House of. On the tweeters, is this at uh, Nerd's House of? This is your back-to-back week winning fantasy football House of Nerd. Um, Stomping, I believe, is the like you're not even just a win. Not even that. Fucking mauling, like two maulings in a row. Like, like I feel I almost feel bad, and then I don't. It's fantasy football because so I, I lost the other three leagues I'm in this week. <laughs> so I, I lost this is nice. Hey, league, um, the league is paying potentially me by a point and a half. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, but mm, that's hat, true. hat tip to uh, Patrick Mahomes and Rob Gronkowski for, for you know saving the week. We 
have a huge matchup this week. Um, a defeated versus undefeated matchup this week. And I believe we are playing the Unexpected podcast, um, which in which we are currently, I think we're currently an underdog in that matchup, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone likes an underdog story. Not an insignificant uh, margin, <laughs> but uh, I have faith in us. I have, I have in Team House of Nerd that we're going to find a way to pull it out again so that next week we can once again... Uh, it appears that week three we are playing Hops Geek News. Oh, that's right. We already played Team Unexpected. Did so we're playing Hops Geek News. Okay. We did, and expectedly... <laughs> we wreck shop. We we did. So we did Hobbs win that geek, game. geek news. We are actually only underdogs by like four points. So it's pretty close. And if Aaron Rodgers uh, shits the bed like he did week one, then we will uh, we will have a good shot at winning. Yeah, I think we we might actually engage in a little bit of friendly uh, trash talk with Geek News um, right now because. Those folks. That's um, Wait, that's not what we're doing. No, no. <laughs> oh, you mean was, one that they listen to? <laughs> I think we're taking it to the tweeters. Um, Indeed. No, these guys are actually from Boise and Orlando. Wild, like that's talk about like. I mean, they're also from Florida. Geographically separated. One of them is from Florida. Um, it's not. It's no Georgia, but you know, it is Florida. So, I, I will just say that. Um, we're really, really on a hot streak right now, so we're coming for you, uh, Geek Hop News, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna beat you. I, I think we're it, gonna beat. It you. will. It will be brought. Indeed, indeed, it will. But, but, I think on a happier note, we actually don't that much news to talk about and nothing to get on a soapbox about so we can spend a significant portion of the podcast this week talking about a badass episode i mean like i don't know about you but i i think every week we come into this show and i'm like this show is getting better and better and i'm gonna have to eat my words every week that like it's almost like this is my favorite star wars animated show just barn Probably the favorite Star Wars show, bar none. I, the Mandalorian probably is holding that title for me. Um, I mean, it's I do like it. Really good. There's it's, something about Rebels. It's one of those like watch watched it at like a certain time in your life, and it's like it just it just sticks and it holds that special spot. Like no matter what. Yeah, I mean, this was this did happen at a very interesting time. I mean, for both of us. I mean, this was. Correctly, this was when you were moving out to move in with your wife, Hewler Unit, and I was graduating. I had been graduated for a while, but I think this is just one of those things that you can mark the the, the passage of time, the you know changes and major milestones in life that you can look back on. But um, all right, well let's let's get into the news because I want to I want to get into this episode because um, I feel like it was a really good episode. I've got I've got two stories for you this week, Snark. Where would you like to go first? Would you like to go Marvel or would you like to go Mandalorian? Hmm. Let's go. Let's go Marvel. All right. Marvel story is very, very quick. So that was a good choice. That's what I was hoping you would choose. 
Um, so this is just a, a simple recap. Um, as you are aware, WandaVision was nominated for several primetime Emmy Awards. Um, the Emmys just happened recently. Um, like it yesterday. Actually, I, what, the day, be- the day before, because we were watching Ted Lasso last night. Oh, and I love Ted Lasso. He won some. It is it is like niceness porn. I I love it. It's so it's so uplifting. Like when when the day just fucking sucks, uh-huh. you could just watch watch him go be nice to people and like humans just being nice to each other, and the impact that niceness has. You're like, man, I, we'd probably be a better place. If people were just dead. fucking nice to each other. You know what's funny That's is it. is my Kristen of that and she was like i hate this he's too nice to people and now it's kind of where I'm we like, were at too <laughs> now i'm like hey what do you want to watch and she's like or ted lasso and i'm like no we have to wait until friday and she's like man i like that show <laughs> i was like that's what he does to you like, indeed he makes, you, he makes you happy well yeah, it, it just feels good well unfortunately um because ted won some other people did not win um the story is about um but it, it is worth noting that uh wandavid was nominated for 23 nominations um for primetime emmy that's intense it won three primetime creative arts emmys including outstanding fantasy and sci-fi costumes outstanding production design and outstanding original music and lyrics that was uh, <laughs> agatha all along which that's oh, amazing nothing else should have ever ever beat Agatha all along. Um, but unfortunately, did not win any major awards on Sunday. Mm. Uh, it was nominated for eight categories, um, including acting nominations for Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, supporting actress nomination for Catherine Hahn. Um, so that obviously, I mean, they were nominated for eight Does things it? and they lost eight times. Mm. Um, I, I just wanted this up because Paul Bettany happened to make a comment today um, that he really has enjoyed playing Vision in the one series and should the people at Disney Plus season of WandaVision <laughs> he has appearing com- in that second season um, which if you'll remember is a little bit of a departure from where we were after the last episode of WandaVision in which all of the actors and actresses kind of had said, we're ready to move on. <laughs> the, the end. Yeah. So I, I just think it's interesting that you're hearing those are the major things that hold up, you know, more seasons of these shows being made is the price tag of the actors. Right. Um, well, that that kind of echoes John Boyega too, right? Like that yes. he was like, I'm done. I'm fucking out. Never again. Mm-hmm. Not, not even once. I hate everyone. I hate everything. I want to do something else. And and it's like, well, you know, yeah, I'd be open to it. Like about three months after, you know, Rise of yeah. Skywalker came out, all of a sudden, I mean, but it's I like think... I'm, I get it. Like you, you get a certain amount of hate. You get, and you're dealing with a certain amount of like all this like nonsense from these. Um, you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. Fans, mm-hmm. and like watching your co-stars get abused and over this over this thing that you've just poured like a decade of your life into. And you're like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I can't, 
can't do it anymore and then it's like well you have a little space a little time to think like things calm down and you're like you know what actually like i do enjoy the character i like the story like yeah sure like so it makes it makes sense and i also want to go on record relating to the story award shows are fucking meaningless (laughs) just absolutely meaningless like who cares a bunch of rich assholes get dressed up together (laughs) eat nice meals and clap each other on the back I have enough meetings that I have to attend that are just <laughs> like that, but it's poor people. Uh, so, <laughs> on, the, on the record, yeah, it's cool. Like, something won an award. I didn't win an award. Like, I don't care. Like, are the awards being split with, like, the fans? Like, no, it doesn't matter. So, award shows are meaningless. Um, the end. <laughs> That's, all I got. That's all I got. Fair enough. Even well, like let's... when you watch the fucking Academy Awards or Oscar, whatever it is, does like the best best picture that's a big deal every year, hypothetically. Like you watch those movies and you're like, why am I doing this? Like there were like six years because you know, I worked with the film school a lot, worked with you know, worked in theaters, worked in you know, video stores. Like essentially, I was ran- got to be Randall from Clerks. Like that's my my ideal like life role uh, is is being Randall from Clerks, just getting to sit back and snipe things all day mm-hmm. every day. It's great. It's I guess that's hence the snark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but each one of those movies that you watch, it's just like God, this was absolute garbage. Like who did this? Like who said this was the best of this year? Like oh my God! Like I I've seen. I've seen a ton of movies that were way more entertaining than this uh, quote best picture. I'm looking at you, Blue Valentine. That's the one that always springs to mind. Is it like Blue? Va- it was like 2017 or something like that. That that was the best, like one of the nominees. So me and uh, my wife were going through and just watching all of the best picture nominees to just be like, oh, okay, cool. Let's let's see what see what all these are about. If this is the best, then hey, let's give it a shot. And at the end of Blue Valentine, we just like look at each other and like, should we get divorced? I don't know. Like, I feel like it. Like it, this, this movie is that fucking depressing. <laughs> like what? This has no. This had like zero merit to anything. Like we weren't thinking about it, but I mean, should we? Like it's, it's very strange. I uh, I haven't seen it. And don't. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> that recommendation, I will not. <laughs> we will not be watching yeah. that. Spe- speaking of uh, speaking of the uh, the role of Randall in in Clerks, I did get some of my like one of my favorite compliments I've ever gotten this week. That I was I was told like you have the most palatable sarcasm, and I'm like, thank you. Like that was the best. So when you're asking how I was, that's the best thing that happened. I mean, aside from you know I have a tiny human and love my wife and all that. <laughs> it's like the, the best, the best compliment. Like you have very palatable sarcasm. Like most people, it's sarcasm just to be a dick. I'm like, but it's actually amusing and just comes from a place of making commentary on things. And I'm like, yes, thank you. I feel seen. You get what I'm going <laughs> Spe- for. Which is, I feel like kind of what Randall's motivation was too. It wasn't just to be an asshole. It was, it, just to bring bring light and amusement to things that occur in the universe, as well, any good damaged good. comedian would do. That's good. I, that, I that is, it was nice. That is a it very was, nice. It was nice. That was the most redeeming thing to come out of this weekend. Okay. Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't the way our shitty ass college football played. 
Um, that's for sure. Wait, we have a college football team? No, we don't. We have a bunch of idiots who, you know. <laughs> anyway, There's a group my... of individuals that stand out on a field and watch other people play the game. <laughs> against them repeated. Yeah. My wife has heard uh, enough about my, my take on our college so I'd say the uh, excuse the uh, the terrible terrible pun slash dad joke, but our team needs to wake up. Oh, uh, huh? Get uh, you out can delete this. that. It's okay. No, get I'll see out myself out. <laughs> I'll see get myself out of this podcast. <laughs> you are not allowed to make wake forth <laughs> jokes on this podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, it was bad. It was so bad. Lose forest far too many fucking times in my life. Indeed. Um, that. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Next, next story. I At brought, least Florida lost too. Oh my <laughs> um, let's talk about the Mandalorian um, because there's actually some there's some news coming out this week, um, which I feel like we've known. It's about of this a Boba stuff. Fett special. No, I saw a headline about a Boba Fett special coming. No, this is like, this <laughs> is a. I feel like this is something we've talked about. I feel like the rest of the world is just slowly waking up to the fact that like. Okay, so the headline of this article is The Mandalorian headed season three is headed in a totally new direction by Matt Miller and Brandy Langham. This is published today, for 20th. And I feel like we called this way back in December of last year when the season ended of like, well, I feel like the Grogu storyline might be over. Or at least for now. It uh, yeah, for a little while. So the premise of this article basically is that we all know that we're getting we're getting the book of Boba Fett this year, and that we're getting Mandalorian season three immediately following the book of Boba Fett, right? So I mean, our Christmas is going to be very stacked on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, My wife's going to be super super pumped that her her birthday is going to be spent doing this. I can hear my wife rolling her eyes from the other room about this, but I mean, <laughs> Thanksgiving you get uh, the Hawkeye series, and then Christmas you get the book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. So here's the thing. I feel like just, just in case she listens to this, I feel like if you're going to make her spend all of Christmas watching star Wars, that Halloween should be spent watching a list of 13 movies and making $1,200. No, <laughs> we will be watching hope is focus. And that is, that is about as scary as it gets in this house. Um, Hocus Pocus Halloween Rob Zombie remake saw I will go That's with you the, on the. I'll go on the Day of the Dead, and like the <laughs> Haunting of Hill House and the Bly Manor. And oh, like the Haunting that, of Hill House is so much scarier than Saw. The Haunting of Hill House is terrifying. Right, um, way scarier than Saw. <laughs> I've seen Saw. Saw, is, Saw is. I feel like Saw, Saw is, is the horror. the horror version of The Usual Suspects. I mean, the ending of Saw is very like. Yeah, usual suspects. Yeah. <laughs> who who is Kaiser so say kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like the rest of the saws are like you start turning into like hostile slash torture porn, and I'm like, uh, okay, like you, cool. Like I, you can only see people's toes get squeezed off with a pair of pliers so many times before you're like, all right, I've okay, I don't I don't need to do this anymore. Like I didn't want to do it once. Like don't like it. Like no, pass. It's not like we're, we're gonna say, hey, Kay, let's watch the Descent, which is absolutely mm. horrifying. No, thank you. To the ring, no to the Blair Witch Project. None of that will be played. You don't have a VHS player. What does it matter if you if you like, if you get a VHS tape? 
don't watch it. Like at this I, point, like it, it's it should be digital, right? We actually like, do. We do have a VHS player in this house. <laughs> um, but is that so that you can have a copy of Schindler's List with nine eleven footage taped over half of it? Oh, as a reward for reporting your friends for not. <laughs> no. Nobody just, knows what this is. I, I did just describe a TikTok video. <laughs> you did. You, you 100% did. Um, and people are I saw go, it like three what? days ago. What, <laughs> like, the, what the fuck are they talking about right now? No. It was, uh, to, for, okay. for the record, the TikTok video was what would you, like, if you were given a hundred, was $100,000, would you turn in your friends for not $200,000? Would you turn in turn in people for not getting their COVID shot. And someone went through and was like, I would do this for, and it was just like a bunch of stuff that was almost nothing. It's like a bag of Cheetos, not even a full size bag, like one of the snack size bags, mm-hmm. like for a 99 cent gift card to the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes through, it goes through like a whole list. I, I, I watched it on Saturday, like three times and, but it, <laughs> I woken up at like four in the morning. <laughs> I was like, I can't send this to anybody right now. <laughs> And then I worked in a windowless box for 12 hours. And then it came back to me. So the universe gave it back to me. And that was very Mm -hmm. exciting. (laughs) Because we are on the same wavelength. My wife and I cackled about what we would, what we want for turning in people we knew or friends. I would do it for a half drink mint chocolate chip or like a, was it peppermint shake from Chick-fil-A? Like a half drink peppermint shake. I would, I would do it. Sure. Go I would do it for a slap in the face. Like I, I, I don't care. Like if that means you get your shot, you can slap me in the face. Like that's fine. Freaking shot. Like... <laughs> Anyways, before we digress on that, I was going to say, but we digress. But <laughs> that's we that's how we roll. <laughs> let's talk. We're about, back on rebels. About... We're back on digressing. Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three. Where are we going? Steering the ship back away yeah. from the iceberg. <laughs> so. The premise of the article is basically we get the the re the reuniting with Grogu this season. Or are they gonna make us wait? Are we gonna have to wait a whole season, a whole episode, a whole arc before we get Grogu and Mando in the same scene? Um and it's interesting because it does specifically point out that it has been proven that there are nineteen years between the time of the Mandalorian and the moment that we saw in the you know series where Luke and Ben Solo get in that fight to destroy, you know, the Jedi Temple. So, does the Mandalorian have to go rescue Grogu? That Luke that oh, we saw at the end of that... At that how, uh, how phenomenal would this be if this is how they brought in the Knights of Ren? And if I we mean, finally got to see, like, that crew, or how that crew is made. I know I know they do it in the comics. So I Yeah, I think they have appeared that. in the comics. I'm pretty but. sure the like the quote origin is in there, but if that they don't like piss away the opportunity to have like some cool people, which I guess I guess to be fair with all the criticism of like the Knights of Ren and the, how they were wasted and all that stuff, l- legitimately you have a scene with what six seven bounty hunters, and the only thing you get is no disintegrations. And somehow mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh my god, we are amazing! We have to know more." I'm like, "Well, that's that's kind of what what they did again." Was hey, there's some really badass looking dudes, and then he just whacks them all in the <laughs> in the last movie, you know, like with with no fanfare. I but think it, it's very similar. Ben Solo 
like one redeeming point of this entire the entire series like the sequel series is that scene where he does the diode thing with and like pulls the lightsaber out from behind his back because she forced mm-hmm. her to him and when he looks at the knights of ren and just sort of shrugs his shoulders and he's <laughs> on that was cool like i'm not gonna lie i hate ben skywalker or ben as a character and i was like that was a cool scene like that was a really cool scene for him to be able to do that um, it is interesting to see the mirrors is everyone like roots for anakin and darth vader like to redeem and like that's the whole point of the story anakin literally murdered a room full mm-hmm. of children like of mm-hmm. actual just like kids like walked into a kindergartner or kindergarten room and just massacred the entire room full of kindergartners went next door and fucked up another class and they're like hell yeah like love darth vader and just like Mm -hmm. it was like but i hate ben zola i hate i hate kylo because he's kylo and you're like okay like cool like he's unredeemable because he killed his dad really like that's that's a that's bold i think it's (laughs) i think it's the attack the 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 what do you call it the attraction the the sentimental factor of the fact that he did kill he killed Han Solo and then turned around and killed Leia so I mean you're killing it's the kill your past if you have to mm-hmm. you know kind of thing and we don't have any attra- yeah. we don't have any attack like, what the fuck what is the word I'm looking for we don't have any attachment to those children those are throwaway characters in that scene in Revenge of the Sith you know so, You're starting to sound mighty GOP. I know. <laughs> huh. I it's it. weird. It's weird how that works. Now, I hear it. I hear <laughs> it as I say it. I just... I don't know. <laughs> I know up with Darth Vader as the bad guy. I, I don't necessarily love the arc for any of the bad characters. I mean... Well, we've I had understand. this argue, argument slash conversation. Like, who deserves redemption? I know. I don't know that any so, of them. Really. Yeah. I mean, does anyone? Like, you get into that conversation. Does anyone that, actually deserve redemption for anything? That's the point of the force. And, and yeah, it's weird. I know. I right. know. Whew. Sorry, but we digress. Actually. Anyways, no. <laughs> that was actually that was actually the discussion. Was where are we going with season three? I think we, we we keep getting these things setting us up for the fact that I think we already know the season three storyline of the Mandalorian. I think we know what happened. It's going to revolve around the Mandalorian fight uh, in the dark state. We're not going to yeah. waste Moff Gideon and Gian, Giancarlo Esposito and Kate off. I mean, we didn't bring those characters on for one season. Like, right. I, 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 I almost have... hope that they just, like kind of move past Grogu like that the like just cash cow that that little thing has been mm-hmm. like if they go you know what we're not going to do it that would be that oh, would be a really boy. really bold move cuz like looking at plot points it it's almost like in a cynical in a cynical way you look at hey which characters have made the most money for toys Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're probably going to show back up because then it will drive more toy sales and they will get more money. And that's, I mean, we're you know, writing it. It's like, it's like Transformers or GI Joe or anything. Like the whole point of these fucking shows is to sell toys. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like, like if Mattel is creating a show, it's probably not for the narrative value. 
Like, if it works out that way, that's great. But also, yeah. they don't care. Yeah, if it's a yeah. if it's a cool story, yeah, that that's that's nice. Like, congratulations, uh, unnamed writers. You mm-hmm. you did you did good. They don't give a fuck about the story. They care. Do kids want to watch more of this? And do they want the toys? Because they're it, watching this. It's power. Uh, is it? It's it's Power yeah, Rangers. It's is what it all is. Con- I mean, like every kid show, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that so is one hundred percent what it, it would is, be. In my opinion. It would be great if rather than rather than putting the toy sales of a Grogu character ahead of the actual narrative and the in good storytelling if they went the other way around. And if that if it works out that it's like, hey, Grogu does show back up and it makes sense and it serves the story in a way that is meaningful and logical, sweet. That sounds awesome. I think the character's cool. If he doesn't show up, you know what? Them's the breaks. Like as long as it's a story that makes sense is a good story provides narrative arc and character development like let's do that instead i go back to like the rant yeah i go back back to the the same the same rant of like let good storytellers tell their stories the end stop focus grouping the shit out of it and let a good storyteller tell her story and if it works awesome and if everyone loves it awesome if not well you have a very good tight narrative story arc that you've told and it just People just didn't take to it, and that's fine. But let it stand. <laughs> you don't stop, have stop to focus rush this. I mean, that's the thing that I think that doomed this series and doomed these things in the past is when they try to focus so much. You can tell a awesome story that revolves around you know settling who is the Mandalore. Uh, I mean, who is the protector of Mandalore? Who is you know sitting on the throne of Mandalore? Resolve the freaking clone. That we've got set up that's so prevalent right now you can do so much you don't have to cram it all into 12 episodes yeah. give me give me episodes of a one chapter of the mandalorian story which is now he's the dark saber and then how fucking awesome would it be is if he resolves the dark saber and the last scene of season three is grogu reaching out and being like hey i need help or you know yeah. like Grogu's in danger. Well, there you go. There's the plot of season four. And you can go back and then you don't have to like flood us and keep giving us the same thing over and over again because we might forget who Grogu is. Nobody's going to forget Grogu. Like we know who Grogu is. Like, I I don't know. Indeed. It's a critical season for the Mandalorian. Like, you know, you look back and you can point to like their jumping the shark moment and like Except for Firefly. Can't point to it there. Well, that's because Fox sucks. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it in. No, this is the moment. I mean, this, this is the moment, I think, that it is so freaking critical that they, they nail this season three story. And, and I just I think it's, it's awesome that we're in a place where we are going to get three really good TV shows in the next, you know, two months. Like, November is going to be big. December as they would say on Tampa commercials, back to back to back. Oh. National <laughs> champions. <laughs> Again, what this is that? other things that aren't meaningful to anybody else, except maybe someone who might be from Orlando who's going to, who's on a podcast Ooh. that's going to lose to us in fantasy football this week. <laughs> maybe that, they know that... who the uh, AAU champions are. 
Tom Lemming, is that who that is? Was that his name? Dude, I don't I don't that's all I remember is the back to back to back AAU national championship. Because oh, I... there was some like baseball commercial about like, hey, come to my baseball camp and you will suddenly win. Oh, never man. met one of those jokers. Played <sighs> a lot of baseball. Uh, never met one of those jokers from those that, that were worth anything. It is not in fact Tom Lemming, but it is Tom, Tom... something. And Mansky. Yeah, Tom Mansky's. Oh my God. I'm going to put that. (laughs) That commercial (laughs) is going to make the podcast. Oh, Um, it's amazing. Just because everybody. The losing fantasy team from Orlando will appreciate it. Man, this this commercial, Fred McGriff, who was a uh, baseball Ah, player for the hometown. I got to to play a little bit with him when he came down to the Rays. He was a good dude. He always seemed like yeah. a good dude. Like he was down to earth. Like he was with the Braves. He was with my team, the Atlanta Braves, and then he came down to the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. That was that was my team in the nineties too. So you got you got Steve Avery, you know, Greg Maddox, <sighs> Greg John Maddox, Smoltz. Tom Gladwin, Jones. I mean, that, that's we could go on and on and on and on. Steve Avery, the bet like left big, tall, left-handed pitcher. And I'm like, I wonder- man, I identify with that. Yeah, wonder why I liked him. I wonder why. I wonder why. But the people didn't come to hear us talk about Atlanta Braves. Although yeah, this is a this is a sports podcast. Although it, yeah, it is House of Nerd, and really, sports fanatics are just a different kind of nerd. Indeed, they just nerd about different things. We are here tonight to we talk topic, about. I think. Ish, ish, ish. Okay, we're here tonight to talk. Episode of the second season. Of Star Wars Rebels entitled Homecoming. Wait, the is that the Bad first. Batch? I thought we were doing the Bad Batch. Uh, you're. I prepped for I late. prepped for characters from the Bad Batch. <laughs> well, you're in luck. Actually, <laughs> you are in luck because the thirty first episode of the series was directed by Bosco Nyang and written by Melching, Corey Burton, Robin Atkins Downs, Keon Young, and Catherine Tabor guest stars this week on homecoming who you heard us say before um Catherine Tabor is a fantastic voice actress um and she appears in multiple parts of this series of Star Wars but let's talk about let's talk about home um do you have that official description snark I do indeed let me get my uh, <clears throat> radio voice on all right hit the me. ghost crew the Ghost Crew joins forces with Sham Syndulla, father of Hera and Clone Wars slash Bad Badge legend. But will his thirst for revenge and fractured relationship with his daughter, daddy issues, cost the rebels a victory? Some of those were not in the official description. <laughs> some some uh, clauses. It's potentially possible <laughs> one of those clauses was not in the official description you mean disney wouldn't talk about daddy issues like all of this is about daddy issues let's be real what a great episode. <laughs> like what a just so a good. phenomenal episode of tv like i loved this episode and i love the fact that they do the thing again rebels got so good at the cold open at like as they were going it's just we're gonna dump you straight into what's happening good luck like you'll figure it out Right, and I I love this man. This was such a great start to like. We open up on the Ghost Squadron, Big Squadron, 
uh, led by Hera as uh, Phoenix lead and the AWIT picking up cargo from one of those hammerhead course, um, corvettes while being chased by a Star Destroyer. This was really like a short scene, but really well done. I mean, really well acted, really well wit- written. We watched more uh, of Phoenix Squadron get blown to smithereens. I did notice. I, I did notice at one point Hera says more than half of the squadron is like dead or gone, and then later we see yeah. two fighters show up, and I'm like, yeah, you could have just said like eighty percent of the squadron is gone. Like, half right. is six. Two is like, I think that's one... not many. That's like you I and mean... a wingman are the only survivors, and. And she's, she's like, hey, hurry, get here. Like, as they're like, we got to go to hyperspace. We got to go. And they're like, yeah, Phoenix 2 is gone. All right, mm. let's go. And they're like, oh, Jesus. Like, that That gets you. It it totally felt like that was, I mean, the second was like my hyperdrive is messed up. And they give yeah. that really cool shot where she's, the Phoenix 2 pilot is looking up at the docking arm. And you're like, you're so close. Like, you're 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 there. And then she blows up, and like that right. was, that was so cool. I I love the like the frustration <laughs> you can read on Harris. Like we like we lost another one, and not we, even the ship. Mm-hmm. Like we lost ships. another person. Pilots. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You can we can get more we can get more ships. We can figure that out as we'll find out later in this episode. You can get more ships. People, people is more difficult. I that one little two minute intro set up the entire the entirety of this episode is set up immediately like you know from the very get go you know the whole point of this episode is we need something to put these damaged ships and these pilots so that we can train them and what there just so happens to be this like carrier type star destroyer fire oh, they're super cool too cruiser carrier thing um, and it, it's also just so happens to be orbiting above Riley. I love, I love these things. I, I have, I have two of them in my Armada fleet. Like these like giant fucking triangles. <laughs> these things are super cool. I, I loved the fact that rebels for me, this was the, this was the best part of star Wars, the space travel and the spaceships. Right. And, and rebels, it's my pterodactyl's favorite part. Well, I mean, rebels really wasn't afraid to go there and be like, Hey, we're creating new th- new things that you've never seen before, or we're gonna like go get the Tie Defender from Legends, and we're gonna make it part of the, you know, part of the part of the lore, Cannon. which we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, I don't think we've seen the Defender yet, but no, but it does play a big part with a certain character. That's still, it's like his pet. It's like his pet project, actually. I believe my makes it single... makes its way through a bunch of books. <laughs> my single favorite ship in the entire Imperial imperial side and i feel like it never gets the credit it deserves because that is a badass ship but anyways we will we'll get there Um, i like the tie interceptor that's it's one of my favorite little fighters so basic though everything the defender has shields and missiles and if the empire had more of those they would have totally won the war it's weird it's almost like that's what that uh that character that we're gonna find Uh said too I know. I'm currently I'm currently reading uh, reading the third book in the trilogy. Is it still like, good? That's oh god, it's so great. <laughs> like, okay, good, good, good. And Krennic Krennic is in it. Like, oh really? So he, okay. he meets he meets Krennic. Like there's 
there's an argument over which pet project is going to get funded and there's a wager made so that's kind of the premise of the third the third book is a wager is made that if if that i'll just say if, if theron can accomplish the specific task then he will get funding for the tie defender program and if he does not accomplish the specific task then krennic gets funding for his death star the death star and then there's also the you know uh, tarkin has kind of brought this brought these two together to wager against each other so that he can the theory is so that he can take control of the death star project when krennic looks like an idiot and an asshole it's so it's it's very good so far i because because my little pterodactyl is sleep sprinting her way around the bed <laughs> and crawling under shit in her sleep and like all kinds of stuff i have not had much time to actually like read anything that's when i would read when i, I would go into bed and i have not had time to read past like chapter three so uh, it is still very good super excited to finish that super excited to get into the Thrawn Ascendancy series and get back into the Golden Age of the Republic. And eventually, Pterodactyl has got to go to sleep. Like, she's- Oh no! She's asleep! That's <laughs> the problem. She is sound asleep. And she will like stand up. So we have a camera in there too. I've seen the video. And she, yes. Yeah, she will stand up and just like it, it looks like fucking paranormal activity. Like, it's so bizarre. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah! I saw the or wife shared a video of you trying to save her from sleep crawling the other night, and I was like, "That yeah. looks terrifying." That was last night. She was sound asleep, and she just started like crawling towards the like towards the wall, and you're like, "Come on, <laughs> like let like let's go." I mean, that was that was four a.m. I think. My poor wife. We had a. It was every fifteen minutes. Had an um an upgrade to one of our products this morning at 4 a.m. for the new, mm. the new team. And I woke up at 3.50 and my wife just looked at me and she was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Because my wife is the early riser in the house. And she just looked at me and she's like, well, I'm not going back to sleep now. So I woke yeah. my, my wife Thanks. at you know, 4 a.m. this morning. So she's, she's really yeah. So we finish podcasting. I go in there and, you so- know. All of us happy. were awake at 4 a.m. together, and we didn't even know it. We didn't. It was Kristen it was... randomly woke up at 4 a.m. Kismet. We were all awake. Uh, weird. That's how that video occurred. Oh my god! Is <laughs> because I was awake in there. She just like happened to wake up and was like, "Hey, let's see what's going on in there," and saw me like chasing her little ass around the room in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> I love Jared. She is one of my favorite humans. She is all right. She is delightful sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> so, so we need to steal this. Or we the plan is to steal this quasar um, cruiser carrier so that we have a place for our pilots to to kind of house themselves um, while they're learning to be you know pilots so they're not just dying randomly. Um, and it's parked above Ryloth, which we know is Hera's home world, and we know this that, that this cruiser is parked above Ryloth because the rebels on Ryloth had made kind of shared this information with our rebels. Um, and it just so happens that Cham Syndulla, who you will remember bad batch fame, um, who we've already met, um, of those rebels and also Harris father. So we knew, we know this, we sort of know kind of their complicated history. Um, because now we got, we have a little bit of the backstory. So just a little bit, 
and we kind of see the beginnings of why he may have kind of gone off the deep end a little bit that the only thing that matters is revenge like nothing else matters essentially really interesting here i i thought you know i don't know if you remember but talking about hera in the bad batch episode she has a very distinct accent in that episode and yes commonly i was hoping you were going to point this out i would this as a french accent Um, yeah she sounds like an english person trying to do a french accent (laughs) <laughs> and I really liked the fact that they they made a point of this episode of like when Hera and Cham get together and Cham like gets under her skin, she slips back into that accent like and it was I was like, okay, so that just answers the other question, the kind of the debate about what happened to her accent. She's deliberately suppressing it. She's deliberately yes. suppressing that accent. It's there. She just well, I don't I even know if it's deliberately that. suppressing it. Go ahead. I, I think I think of so I don't know if it's deliberately suppressing it. I think of it like uh, we have a bunch of family from like Tennessee, Kentucky, all that stuff, and I don't normally have like a southern accent. Just the way the way I talk, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of it's gotten beat out with you know teaching and all that, and having to have a very specific professional tone of voice. But, you know, you go back to those locations and you go hang out there and suddenly it's right back there and you come back like, all right, y'all, let's uh," and you you come back with that accent that you grew up with. So I almost feel like it's that that she's almost she's going she's not deliberately suppressing. She's just slipping back into her as a her as a kid into what she what she used to be. I spend time with my grandmother or my late grandmother or my mom. I 100% know what you're talking about because yep. the, the Y on the end of words gets strung out and it becomes like this like molasses of a word that I, that that's a better way of, of describing it. I think it's, it's the fact that she just has adapted to who she's around. I think right. that's, that's better. She's, better, she's grown. Better. She's in a new place and it shows how much he gets to her because yeah, she goes was, right back. That was a great scene of, father-daughter relationships are complicated and I really like the fact that they they made a point of like I mean you know my wife and this this was the big thing I took away from this was two things was it's interesting to see the family dynamic for Snag, Hera snagging a new sponsor for us I was I was indeed um, <laughs> I was opening a second a second drink um, who are we sponsored by tonight we're sponsored we're by not only 850, but we're also sponsored by City and their Ooh. delightful, delightful group of beers. Uh, tonight is Tate Hell. Um, there was there was a southern accent right there. Tate's Hell is who's yeah. Um But so I, I love the fact that they, they dip into the father-daughter dynamic of showing like everybody has moments with their parents where they don't get along, right? Like we all have that. Um, but the other thing that kind of stuck out to me here was you get this kind of, it's not hard to see, I thought immediately from the fact that like Cham cares about one thing and one thing. He is hell bent on destroying this ship because this ship is launching all these tie bombers to like terrorize the people of Ryloth, right? Like, and I'm not even sure. I mean, I know that's a part of it, but like that it's a, it's a symbol up there and he's 
he wants it to go away. He wants the tie bombers to stop. I think he's hell bent on destroying it for a different reason. I think it's, I mean, I think it's the you know, wanting to, like he says in the episode, he wants to see, see it burn. Like the people need to see it go down. The people need to see it burn. It's, it's more than just, Hey, that thing has been bombing us. It's a symbol. Fair. Okay. Yeah. You can make it go away and you could go back and tell your people like, Oh, Hey, look what i did um, the rebels the rebels now own that ship but he needs it to explode he needs it to fall to earth which because it's about revenge which if you know if following us with the bad batch like his wife is still alive and I, she is not now she has passed i think that's i think that's going to be eventually that story will be told i think but yeah. That's got it's, to be. It's about revenge for him. That's the force for everybody. I mean, for him and for Hera. I think. I think they just display it in different ways. But yeah, she's love, getting her revenge by by leaving to win. But I love the fact that they show this. I mean, we saw this a lot in Rogue One, but they they really this was before Rogue One still because they show the fact like the rebels weren't just like a rebel alliance immediately. Like they had to build an alliance of different groups of rebels. And this was the first I really feel like they went into depth of like, well, yeah, we both hate the empire, but not enough for us to just like all of a sudden become best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. They really, this was the best part of this episode to me was showing like we, we might have a common enemy enemy. That does not, we are not friends. Common. Yes, the the enemy of my enemy does not make friend, um, which I, I, I butchered that saying. But anyways, I'm too beer deep. I think you got it. Um, Crushed it. Hey, the enemy on. of my enemy is not my friend. Let the record show. I did that get that drunk right. Scholar said it right. I did get that right. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting that. I felt like they didn't really attempt to hide the fact that, that Cham was eventually going to, even though he says, like, hey, we'll go with your plan. I mean, we've watched oh, enough yeah. TV at this point to be like, I was like, this fucker ain't this going to be. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going with your plan, but like, really, I'm just using you. Um, right. I, love I'm going to do me. <laughs> exactly. I love the way they through her. I thought that was really well done. Um, yes, that high bomber was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Actually, like that thing was huge to be able to carry all those people. Um, it was in the back a giant. Of the but I the the seeing the the other two Twi'leks um, when they betray the rebels that was that was supposed to be this big reveal moment. It kind of fell flat for me. Um, yeah, it was kind of like time. duh. Like, go, I, okay, so yeah, call it. This is my surprise face kind of yeah. idea. By the same token, I mean, I don't know that it needed to be like a shattering, you know, moment. No. Um, it's it's not the point of the. I mean, that's not the point of the episode. It's it almost feels like the you know curse or sudden but inevitable betrayal. It's just like a means. No, it's I a means to down. an end. <laughs> I wrote yes, that please down. put that sound in. Notes. There's like no yes. shit the best line in Firefly. I'm I'm pretty sure. 
like the best funny line in like that's when I was like I love I love Firefly I love this show so much that was either, the moment either that or shiny uh, mm. I I'm a leaf on the wind watch me float or whatever it is that that moment ends sadly. I don't know in in this moment of my of my life my my current favorite is like I was on the losing side still not convinced it's the wrong one yeah that, that that's I feel like that is uh that is more apropos to life right now mm-hmm. in in America. Well, but anyway, I can make that argument. So, so the is basically is that you know the rebels sneak aboard this carrier um, and it's high bomber. So it's it's Cham and his two Twi'leks and it's the ghost crew and they sneak aboard the bomber because they're fake chased by the two pilots um, in Phoenix Squadron. And they use the distraction of Rebel showing up to kind of like crash land um, into the carrier, the dock. Um, and as they crash land, the Twi'leks kind of, you know, reveal, hey, we're not actually going to do what we say we're going to do. We're going to do our own thing. Um, they stun our to set these charges all over the ship, um, which I found it interesting that Cham could not come to come to terms with stunning his own daughter. Um He's, they'll stun everybody else, but he only ties up his daughter. The Hera, I, he would have had to stun her. Like, she's not just going to be like, okay, you can tie me up. Um, but maybe she got stunned and we just didn't see it, right? Like, maybe that was Or awesome. it's dead. I, I don't know. That's That was a little... I, I'm just like, that's the interesting thing about, about family. It's just like, I can't believe this is happening. There's no way you would actually do this. Like, this is gonna. This isn't. This isn't right. This is gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna go another direction, right? And it's like, uh, no, not entirely. Mm. But I don't. I don't know. I guess I could. I could buy it from that. From either perspective. Yeah, I did love. I absolutely loved the scenes with uh, Ezra and Kanan using the Force. Um, so like they get down that long corridor, which looked like the exact same corridor from a. Um, that like when I was watching that, I was like, well, that, I mean, it makes sense. It's an <laughs> right. But like watching them force fling each other down that hallway, that was cool. I don't think we had seen that yet from either one of them, uh, which is like third week in a row, we've seen new Jedi powers from each of them, um, which was really. Wait, Jedi cool. can't have any new powers. We learned that. I know. I know. With the, uh, yeah. the, the fanboys. We don't pay attention to those people on this podcast. So. <laughs> That's true. But no more airtime. I love this scene where they do get the stormtrooper get the last door shut in front of Kanan, and Kanan's like, "That's <laughs> cool. I'm gonna take my lightsaber through nope. it." Nope. Uh, very Phantom Menace of him to do that. Yes. And like the stand back and the the after you comment. It's just little <laughs> that. That's well written. I like that a lot. Um. So. While Kanan and Ezra and Sabine, uh, not Sabine, Kanan, Ezra, and Hera are trying to get to the bridge to take over the ship, uh, Sabine and Dev are left to kind of stop the other two Twi'leks. Um, using the, the mouse droid on the two Twi'leks, that was a cool touch. Um, I, I liked that a lot. It, Sabine got to blow something up um, and, and <laughs> Dev got to shoot something. So that was cool. Um, but I did want to ask you, get this kind of emotional scene where Cham, you know, the, the ghost crew to the bridge, they take over the bridge. Um, and you get this scene where, with Zeb or not with Zeb, but with Cham and Ezra 
and Hera and and Hera's kind of like convincing her father that like I mean it was a good speech but I don't know I don't know what this was for like I mean he had been so staunch on revenge. I guess maybe that's what it was for was the you know we need to work together the ship up yes it will people will have something to look at for a day but like if we give right. them something to fight with um hope hope is more dangerous than up you know a ship right um i and i think it's still to show the separation between her and her dad or to like how how the mom's death how their you know his his wife her mom's death impacted both of them like he went one direction and she went another she went I'm going to help as many people as I can. And he said, I'm going to fuck shit up. And it's well, just, it's two know. different ways of getting to the same, the same, end. well, not even the same end, but at least in, in his mind, that's the same end. He's going to get the same, the same thing out of, out of it. That's all he knows though. I mean, you, the, we get it. Early in the show. I mean, he's the hero of what was it? The, the light bridge where they tried the light bridge like this is a warrior like this is right this is the thing that that is frustrated in some shows is like train these people or these people are put in situations where their whole job is survival based like you have to kill or be killed you have to be this is good at killing it's the me hammer you nail like to a hammer everything looks like a nail and that's that's champ he, he's blinded by revenge it's dangerous because you remove the, the like, hey, there are there are nails to hit. No nails left to hit. What does that person's function become? Like, what what are you? You're gonna hit. Point? You're gonna hit something. Like something's gonna get hit. It's PTSD. Think, it's just a different form of PTSD. You know. I think that's like, that's the point of the speech. The point of hey, we need to do it this way. This is going to help more people in the end than just a momentary bit of revenge. And it's showing uh, that hey, we've we've grown more of the kill your past, like idea that that's that's the old way of thinking. Like you have to you have to think differently because you're not going to win, you're not going to affect change, you're not going to do anything if you do if you do this small scale. Like if you I don't know, say storm the Capitol, you're not actually going to accomplish anything. You're just going to piss a bunch of fucking people off because that's worthless. She talks about arguing emotionally versus arguing intelligently. And I yeah. am the epitome of the emotional arguer, arguer. I get angry and I get frustrated and I argue from a place of frustration. My wife will argue from a place of like intelligence or like a place of like, think about yeah, this calmness, a, a logic yeah. versus emotion. Right. right. And that it's hard. It's hard when you are the emotional person logically and i, I mean I social will, workers uh, yeah exactly <laughs> i will freely admit i am the emo emotional person in our family um and like it's it's so hard to like take a breath and go wait a minute this isn't this isn't what i should be like i know i'm wrong but like i'm, I'm being an idiot now. it's like yeah I'm, now i've now i've buried myself so deep in this that if i if i leave now i will lose face exactly that is exactly it yes and that's i know exactly what you're talking about it's a damn frustrating feeling when you're having an argument with and you realize halfway through the argument like fuck 
I'm wrong. Yeah, um, not only are they winning, but they're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the asshole. And I don't want to. <laughs> if I were to ask it. Reddit, <laughs> I who is the asshole? I know the answer, and I don't want to fucking right. ask them. Um, so I mean, I understand where he's coming from. I sympathize with like the fuck you, like you've been destroying my planet to destroy you. Yeah, but logically, right, and that's what's so damn frustrating. Is like, I, I don't. I, very frustrating episode but a very very good episode um, oh yes like but go ahead I, I i don't know i don't i don't know if i'd say even frustrating like it it's it's almost like seeing a little bit of a change in uh Sindula and him going okay well maybe i can look at things a little bit differently if i recall correctly he does not um mm-hmm. it, 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 this isn't this isn't like a big like his his turning of the corner moment but it is it is a, a little bit of like, hey, let me think about this maybe a slightly different way, at least in this scenario. Um, maybe maybe she's got a point. Maybe she's not wasting her life. Maybe she's strong, smart, and capable, like I raised her to be. I think this is the problem is, is you raise people. I, th- I think you just got it on the head. Is you raise people to think smart. You raise people to question things. You raise people to think critically. And then when they do that against things that you believe in, right? it's, you know, it's the whole, I know we've talked about this, but I mean, it's cool. The way we were raised and taught is, you know, question everything. Question everything. Don't question me because I'm the one telling you to question things. That's, that's very much in this writing. And I think that's what, that's what with this show is you have the ability to have these moments. And I mean, you can, you get this little bit of reconciliation at the end of the episode. I mean, you do. And you hear, you know, I, I did love the fact that they gave him the coda of like, people saw what we did. Like, cause you do get the fireball moment, right? That's the thing that was so damn frustrating for me was I was like, just destroy the other shit and you'll both get what you want. <laughs> um, I mean, admittedly one is one is more of a carrier. So like the carrier, the cruiser has more firepower. You know what you can't tell from a ground from space? Fucking explosion. explosion. Right. Um, I just... It's a really well done, I mean, ending of this episode. The action is there. I felt like this was one of those episodes where the action is there to move along the dialogue. Um, and to move along the fact of the story of, like, where we're building a rebel fleet. We're building... This show is building one and that's what we didn't know at the time was i mean known rogue one was coming but no one really knew what rogue one would be about i remember thinking it was going to be the star wars rogue squadron episode rogue squadron which would make sense you title something one um, right you think i mean but i mean you know we're this is this is february of 2016 right and one comes out in December of 2016. We were 10 months away from seeing Rogue One and seeing General Hera Syndulla in that moment of like a line in that show, but this is where we are, we are going, and, and this was a very cool way to kind of help us get there. Um, highly recommend this episode. Loved it. Um, yeah, there are parts that 
better, but overall moves the story along, tells us what we need to know, really touching moment, and, and made me think at the end of it. That's the thing is, is, I mean, I'm sitting here an hour later, we're still talking about it. So right. this episode. Um, highly I'll, recommend this series. I, I would. I would highly recommend this series. I would indeed. Listening to this, I have a feeling that you would too. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, or else. Unless you, guys you randomly could... like sought out the internet's number one Star Wars Rebels podcast just on sheer accident alone. Which, if like you how did, serendipitous is that? More power to you. We are you're here, but Indeed. we would love it if you would help us spread the gospel of how to others because we want everyone to experience what the joy that it is to get to talk about Rebels every week. Um, because transition like a goddamn professional because i am um <laughs> but no seriously like this is this is so much fun to go back and relive this with you guys every week i get to talk to my best friend for an hour uh, a week about star wars and nerd shit and it's because people keep coming back and listening to it and you know we don't do it every episode but we're going to do it this week we thank you we appreciate you. we do see you guys out there um, you know, it's, it's, I, I say this sometimes I spend probably more time than I very much should looking at like, where did our listeners come from this week? Like we have <laughs> listeners in Saudi Arabia. We have listeners still, we have listeners in the Netherlands and Germany and places that I can't pronounce. I'm just a poor redneck. Um, we, have, we talked about the accents. We have listeners <laughs> in Australia, dude, we have listeners in Russia. I mean, and we have listeners cool. all over the United States. So help us spread the word. If you like what you heard, please, if you have, you know, an extra minute or two, you know, please write a review. Because it really does, like, you guys are helping us get the gospel out there. You guys are helping us spread the word. Um, and, if you, know, you don't like what you hear, tell us too, so we can do it better. <laughs> that's, that's the most important part. You know, you hear sometimes these shows will be like, if you don't like what you hear, just move on. I, I legitimately am going to say, if you don't like what you hear, Tell us what it is that you don't like because we'll change it, uh, or we'll at least we'll want to get better at it. Like think about changing it. We're just um, two two dudes talking, like two friends that want to keep talking to each other. So we do. So hey, let's make it make it enjoyable for everybody. And we need to justify to our wives why we spend a week, an hour a week. Well, know, I wasn't going to say that, but well, they just don't in case to, they listen, they don't listen to this. <laughs> let's be real. Um, we don't know. We don't know. Well, I guess you would know. I have a pretty good feeling I know um, <laughs> if they're listening or not. But anyways, this is the part of the episode where we say thank you. This is the part of the episode where we say, you know, we appreciate you guys joining us. This is it for the week, I think, unless the snark has anything else he wants to say. Yeah, um, I, think that's, I think that's about it until, uh, until we see you all in a couple. Yeah. Well, I guess we're recording this on like a Tuesday. So yeah. we, we'll, we'll see you all in a little bit like it's going to be a little while before we chat about this again because somebody had to go to fucking montana somebody gets to finally go on their honeymoon somebody gets to go on their honeymoon that's that's a better that's a nicer way to phrase that it's got a little bit dated and i think that's important to note so if you're hearing this you probably are like hey why aren't you talking about this major thing that happened on friday we are recording that's why three days after we recorded the last episode um but the good news is, is we'll talk about it when we get back. And yeah. the better news is, next 
episode uh, episode seventeen is I, I say this all the time, but actually maybe top five episode of this season. Uh, something that we both have wanted for a very long time <laughs> is about. They did. Episode. They did indeed warn that this would bring more heat down, right? Yes, they mm. did. Weird. Um, we're gonna see that heat. Um, yeah, and I, so the the thunder is gonna start start showing up. Like, whew. we've only got we've only got eight episodes left of this season, guys. Um, and some things are gonna start happening very quickly. So, yeah, I shit think gets real, now, and our peoples are gonna our peoples are gonna get in some trouble. I I think mm. some actions are gonna happen. Um, that's mm. that's well, what we well, say all well. the time, right? Um, for now I think that's where we'll leave it and we'll say thank you and we will talk to you guys next week but we're going to let the snark take us out as the may the force be with you talk to you guys next week